Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. Once again to the eye on the ball this is your host elaine ingram our guest this week needs no introduction for any sports fan who has listened to read about or watched anything from football to tennis to golf and um, the world cups the olympics and a host of other world-class sporting events stephen beacom is a hugely experienced sports writer and pundit he was the sports editor for the belfast telegraph for many years and um, has covered sporting events for the BBC, Sky Sports, UTV and a host of other platforms. He has now channeled some of his vast sporting knowledge into a book that's a must read for anyone with even a passing interest in sport or sports heroes. 100 Ulster Sporting Legends tells us the intricate stories of household names and names uh, most of us are unfamiliar with or maybe have never even heard of. Um, Stephen covers a wide variety of sports in his book from football, uh, boxing, golf to water sports and even bobsleigh. Yes, that's right, bobsleigh. From the best athletes that Ulster and the world has ever seen, including our very own Caroline O'Hanlon and Oshin McConville. I had the great pleasure of chatting with Stephen in, I must say, a rather busy uh, coffee shop in Tesco for which I apologise for some background noise, but it was well worth it anyway because I could have talked all day to Stephen about the stuff that's in this book. We only got to touch on some of the great stories and anecdotes that are in there. It really is a great read, but let's hear from the man himself now. Hi Stephen. Hi Elaine, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. I've just had the great pleasure of reading your book, which I picked up last week and I thoroughly enjoyed it I'm not just saying that because I'm speaking to you I really really enjoyed it some of the stories and the anecdotes in there were just fantastic thanks very much it was a joy to write it to be honest I was approached in January by a publisher who wanted me to write a sports book about um, the greatest sports stars from here and um, we've called it 100 Ulster Sporting Legends and I suppose the way I like to look at it is it's 100 uplifting and inspirational short stories about people who have come from here and have been hugely successful in their sporting fields. These people have shown great humility over the years, they've shown great talent and um, they've been at the top of their game and I wanted to celebrate them and um, I think Northern Ireland is a place where in sport we certainly punch above our weight and I hope I did the hundred people that I, I write about proud in the book. Yeah. And the thing I noticed first of all was that it's not just a you know a list of names and you just you know write what they did because you know it could it could have turned out being like that but you have so many anecdotes and so many stories and so many um, different sports and so many people that I've never even heard of 
um, which was amazing. But the first thing um, is in your introduction, um, you said you have it was 273 and you had to shortlist that down to 100. Um, I, I'm imagining that must have been the hardest task for you. And I know you, you, you alluded to that when you, in, in your introduction, you said it was really difficult. Um, so yeah, t talk me through the, that process. It was so tough. Ali, and that was the hardest part, you're right, because whenever I started researching, I, I thought I knew about sports stars in Northern Ireland because I've been involved in the industry for 25 years. But the deeper you research into it, the more that you realize that there are some sporting greats that have just been either at the back of your mind or not even in your mind at all. And what is so impressive about this place is we have excelled at so many different sports. I don't think there's a country in the world that has really done what we have done in such a wide variety of sports. Like it ranges from netball to shooting to football to, to bobsleigh to bobsleigh as well. <laughs> we have an Olympic bobsleigh champion, which not many people will know about. But the process it's like cool runnings. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Jamaicans, of course, and we have one of our own. But the process to to get them from all those the 232 it was what that i would class as sporting greats to 100 was difficult but um uh, i used a system and yeah. i'm going to refer to it in the book the beauty about this being a relaxed podcast well, you call is, it, i have to say you call it hail but hail. it's actually it's actually hail hail yeah well it is that's true and <laughs> Cel Cel that. celtic fans would appreciate that <laughs> but yeah the hail theory um basically um it relates to H being for history and H being for hero. Yeah. So the history was about the, the history that they have made in their sport. And hero is just about like someone who lifts us, you know, in mind, body and spirit. And then A was about achievement and ability. So it's about achievements that these people have um, created in sport. And ability is just, you know, the natural talent and um, uh, the ability to be better than everyone else. The I, which is one of my favorites, is all about inspiration and influence. And it's the inspiration that these people have provided, not just for their families, but their communities, the country as a whole, and the wider world in many respects. Yeah. And in the influence, if you see someone exceeding expectations and succeeding in their chosen field, they're a great influence on people. And then the last one was L, longevity. I love the fact that so many of these sports stars have been at the top of their game for years and years and then there's the legendary status um, and I think every single one of the hundred deserves um, that legendary status so I put essentially all of those eight ingredients into a pot, a pot <laughs> stirred it up and came out with the hundred and um, there were some that just missed out and I was really gutted that some didn't make it but I've got to tell you Liam I'm absolutely delighted about the hundred who have made it and I'm in the process of contacting every single one of them or their families to tell them and um, the response that I've received has been overwhelming because just people are so happy and so proud to be in this list and you're right in what you say it's not just a list of what they have achieved what they have done I tell their story yeah I tell um, their background how they actually got to where they are um, tell a little bit about them in their, their you know their their life away from sport and I, I spoke to some of the sports stars in the book just to get a feel for for them as well so um and 
the response, as I've said, has been really, really positive, not just from the public, but from the sports stars themselves, which is um, uh, which means a lot to me. Yeah, just interestingly, um, as a coincidence, um, one, of, one of those um, people you're talking about, Reese McClanahan, who's actually the youngest, isn't he? He's That's only right. 21. Yeah. And just, um, just interestingly, I just spoke to Paul Carher for my podcast last week, and he's, um, he's his physio. Brilliant. For the, for the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. Yes. Reese McClanahan is... So he hasn't actually got the longevity yet because he's only 21, no. but you're envisioning that that's going to be the case because well, he's actually such a, an, I, an amazing I ha- athlete. I have no doubt that Reese McLennan is going to shine at the Olympics next year in Tokyo. I was actually talking to him last week and he's such a brilliant, humble, yet full of self-belief person. Um, I love Reese the bits and yeah, he is the youngest, but even at this stage in his career, what he has achieved in gymnastics is off the charts. Like, this guy is changing Irish gymnastics before our very eyes. He's already a Commonwealth champion. He became the first Irish man to win the European Championships. He's um, He got a bronze medal in the World Championships. He's only out of school like this kid when you I think know, about yeah. it. And um, uh, he's I love him because do you know what he, he loves, Elian? He loves boxers and fighters. And I can tell you a quick story about him. Um, during lockdown, he couldn't go to, to Dublin and do normal training regimes. Him and his dad put up a, a shed as an extension to their house. They put the pommel horse in the shed, and in the shed are three pictures, three posters. And um, one is of Muhammad Ali, the greatest boxer of all time. Another is of Conor McGregor, the um, Irish UFC superstar. And the other is of the five Olympic rings. And he's using that. He was using that as his inspiration. He doesn't have Nadia Comaneci in there, no? No, no, because he says he's got a fighting mentality and he loves fighters and um, he loves the way that they are confident in their interviews about what they're going to do and what they're going to achieve. And that's a a brilliant thing about Reese because he will always say he wants to win the Olympic gold medal and I have no doubt that at some stage he will. That's brilliant. And talking about... um, We're going to get into the book, I suppose, then... um, the, the local heroes for us, um, we have Caroline O'Hanlon in there. Um, you know, it goes without saying why she would have made the, made, the, made the cut. She's an incredible woman, as you say yourself. She's not just a, an incredible athlete, she's an incredible person. You know, she's a doctor, she's netball, she's the most decorated female in, in our sport in Northern Ireland. So She is amazing a phenomenon because not only is she outstanding at one sport she's outstanding at two what she, she probably could be outstanding at a lot more and you know you said yourself she's been courted at other, other sports that, too. That, that's right carlin is so talented that just about every other sporting body would love her for their themselves but she has stayed with gaelic football and she has stayed with netball and she's become like world renowned in both and a fantastic lady, just a, a joy to watch on the sporting field and what she does away from the pitch is incredible. And you know what, and another quick story, an aside about this, my daughter um, used to play netball um, in, in Banbridge and she actually won a ball at a, a prize giving ceremony which was signed by Caroline 
And I got in touch with Caroline, and Caroline sent a lovely message to my daughter Sophia to say how pleased she was that she'd won it, and um, good luck. So that's a lovely touch, isn't it? Uh, you I know suppose what? she's a doctor, so she does have that um, bedside manner and that, you know. Well, well she does. You know, class act. Yeah. She's a class act, Elaine. And, um, uh, you know, when you watch Caroline in a ladies' football match, you see a player who the rest of her teammates look up to. Yeah. And it's the exact same. And an same. unselfish player. Oh, totally. She's a team player. That's yeah. the thing. She's a great individual, but she plays totally for the team. And in netball, she is without doubt the, the best player from Northern Ireland ever to play the sport of netball. Yeah. I mean, she plays for Manchester. Well, she just still play for Manchester she's, she's playing over in England. And, um, well, obviously the, the whole league, um, yeah. COVID thing uh, stopped that. But... Um, like she's a Super League winner, yeah. which in netball terms is like being a Premier League winner in football. Yeah, exactly. So this woman hasn't just done it um, internationally, she's done it domestically as well. And um, the respect that she has within the, the whole sphere of netball is incredible. A very, very noted um, website during COVID looked at the greatest netball players of the past 30 years. And Caroline was the only person from here that, that made the list. Yeah. And we have um, Oshie McConville in there, of course, and you allude to his, you know, struggles that he's had as well outside of, outside of, which, you know, all, all adds to his story and all adds to his brilliance that he's, you know, bounced back from adversity. Oshie McConville, uh, to me, is like the epitome of inspiration because he has that extraordinary backstory and where Oshie has been incredibly brave as he's told that story and he's helped literally thousands and thousands of other people. He's obviously gone through his gambling addiction and thankfully he's come out the other side and now he is, is, is providing education for people who are going through those same issues and providing help. And he's such an influential person across yeah. Ireland. You know, um, in many ways, what Oshin did for Cross Midland and Armagh, like, you think back to those days and you think, my goodness, and then you look at him winning the All-Ireland for Armagh and playing such a crucial role in the final. And that goal. That goal, and he took it so well, and it was just pure Oshin McConville. The guy was a scoring machine. And then you look at what happened after his career was finished, and um, I think he's a very, very brave individual and deserves immense respect and immense credit for what he has done. I think his family can be really, really proud of him. Yeah, and I'm sure they are, yeah. Um, who else have we got in there from, 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 from our parts of the world? Well, we should mention Pat Jennings, shouldn't we? From, oh, well, I have from, to mention Pat Jennings from, from Newry. Yeah. And, and, what's and you said that he said that the proudest part th thing was that he had the Pat Jen Jennings Park. That's right. Named after him, which, which would be lovely for all the Carmine League players to hear because that's where they play week in, week out. Elaine, I can't tell you how much that means to Pat. Pat Jennings is a guy who's played in two World Cups. He's played against the best players in the world. He's been considered the best goalkeeper in the world. He's played for Arsenal and Spurs. And is probably the only man in the history of um, uh, North London football who is loved and adored by both sets of fans. And yet um, he tells me that his favourite um, uh, acknowledgement in life is at Park in Newry <laughs> to have named after him. And Pat is one of those guys who has never forgotten where he came from. Yeah, and he clearly when he said that, I yeah. mean, clear, that must be. And he tells a lovely story about whenever he was um, a young lad and he was up in the, the Neary Mountains um, working and then he was basically called down and the rest is history. And it, it, 
ah, listen, one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time. Yeah. There's no question about that. This is a guy who played to, he was beyond 40, played in World Cups, 1982-1986, won over 100 caps, and he's just an icon of sport, period. Um, uh, and the loveliest guy, you know, it hasn't changed from the day and hour I met him, and that's a long, long time ago. My mum still remembers Pat Jennings, and he still has the same hair. And um, it's always just a privilege to be in Pat's company, and he's such a modest fella. Yeah. You know, and those hands are those just hands are giant. Yeah, and everyone knows Pat, you know, and you're talking about longevity. This is a guy who was around from when he was a teenager to 41 years of age at the very top of his game and when people talk about Pat they talk only in the positive and long may King Pat reign he's one of my favourites yeah and uh, I suppose you have Rory Best in there as well Rory yeah another legend you know um, uh, from this part of the world and what he has achieved for Ulster in Ireland is incredible and one of the loveliest guys as well Again, the respect that he has within the Irish rugby field is off the charts. And what he has done as a hooker, who people doubted him at the start of his career, they thought that um, he was carrying a bit too much weight. And then this guy went on to become one of the best players Ireland's ever had. He was the captain when they beat New Zealand home yeah. and away for the first time. And the All Blacks. That's right. I like the, the fabled All Blacks. Ireland had never beaten them. And there was Rory Best, a lad from here, yeah. um, who was skippering the side to that historic victory. And like, I think it's sometimes it's we forget just what Rory Best achieved, you know, because he's just this down-to-earth character who's, in real life, he's a farmer. And that's what he does. But um, uh, he was a, a phenomenal player for Ireland and a real inspiration. Like teammates of his would tell you about his words before matches and his words in team meetings and how they would lift those players up to go out and perform. And he was at the centre of uh, an incredible period for Irish rugby when they were the top team on the planet. Yeah. There's some really um, interesting stories in there that of, of you know sports that we haven't heard of and a few that really stood out to me that um well let's see there was you have to tell us about um robin dixon the bobsleigh yeah yeah i mean we really need, <laughs> if you don't mind filling us in on that story because i found that quite really interesting R- R- robin dixon is one of those great untold stories elaine in many respects there will be few people who know that Northern Ireland actually has an Olympic Winter Olympic bobsleigh champion. He was also the um, world champion in this particular sport. And this is the remarkable thing about it. He only got into it because someone called Lord Lucan, who <laughs> your listeners will know all about, um, said to him to give bobsleigh a go. He didn't even know what a bobsleigh was. Had never been in a bobsleigh <laughs> until he was in San Moritz um, on a holiday. And Lord Lucan, who since disappeared, obviously, told him, um, why don't you give this sport a go? Because um, he was a chap who enjoyed sort of adventures. Yeah. Next thing you know, Robin's in the bobsleigh. He um, loves it gets involved with um, the great British team and um, he becomes a world champion and he becomes a 
a Winter Olympics champion. And you couldn't make it up? They couldn't make it up. <laughs> like, um, it's extraordinary, really. And he's the only person um, uh, from here to, to win an, a, a Winter Olympics gold medal. And um, uh, he is now known as Lord Glantoran, yes. which is another quirky <laughs> fact. And this is a guy who has, has done some remarkable jobs in his life, you know, working for different organizations, um, uh, promoting tourism in Northern Ireland. And but for me, the best story about him is winning the Winter Olympics because it sounds so all unreal. Yeah. You know, um, you mentioned before we come on about the cool runnings yeah. and the, the movie that about the Jamaican bobsleigh. Someone really should make a movie about the I guy know, from yeah. Northern Ireland who won Anybody a bobsleigh gold. <laughs> There's another person that I, I thought definitely deserves a movie, and you mentioned that as well, was um, Janet Gray, the water skier yeah. whose story is, is absolutely extraordinary she sounds like an incredible woman yeah um, a- another inspirational figure janet gray is a blind water skier the multiple world champion um uh, throughout her family there was a history of um, them going blind yeah and um, janet thought that she was going to be one of the fortunate ones and miss out but unfortunately um she went blind as well and um, uh, her world, as you can imagine, fell apart and she didn't know what she was going to do. Um, uh, and then sport basically in many ways became a lifesaver for Janet. She went to go water skiing with her husband, Paul. And, and he was a water skier. He was a water skier. And yeah. Janet found that she was really, really good at it. So the more she practiced, the better she got. And then she became this world-class water skier. You know, you think about it. Um, water skiing at the best of times is one of the most difficult sports to master. One of my best friends from home and from Anna used to water ski, and um, I've got to be honest. I tried it once. It took me quite a while to get up. I think yeah, I, I did get up for about five seconds. It, it's really <laughs> tough, like, you know. Um, the trick is you have to let the boat pull you up. You don't try and stand up. <laughs> that's true. I, I will remember that the next time I try it. But you think about that. Whenever you're someone's water skiing, they're seeing it. So yeah. imagine closing your eyes for the yeah. duration of the time you're out in the water. That's what Janet Gray does effectively because she can't see. And this is a lady who went on to win multiple world titles. And then... She what, had more tragedy. What happens next? She, has, she suffers this um, desperate accident where she nearly died um, whenever she's out training. And somewhere in her heart and her soul, this lady finds the courage the fight to come back and win the world championship all over again. Yeah, like, I mean, she really had to come back from horrendous injuries. Oh, listen, um, I list all the injuries yeah, in the in book, Elaine, yeah. and it's just a catalogue. And um, it, it is, it's a Hollywood story. Yeah. It really is. And um, it's another one for the movies. There's so many in the book that there you There are so you, many you stories in like this that. book, yeah. I mean, I was just completely enraptured by it, by the amount of different stories you have. You even have um, Eddie Irvine getting punched in the face by Art and Senna, which I thought was a little nice little aside. That's true, yeah. <laughs> we let the readers find that one out. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> Eddie was quite a character. Um, I've been lucky to interview Eddie, and boy, does he shoot from the hip. <laughs> and um, yeah, him and Ayrton Senna went toe to toe, and it's all in the book. It's that, all that in the story. book. Yeah, um, there's there's lots of um, different sports, as we said. Um, there aren't as many women as there are men, which is nothing to do with your book. It's nothing to do with anything, I suppose. It just shows the way um, sport is, and hopefully that can be 
addressed in your next book because um, given that you've got, uh, what did you say, 130 or what was it? 232. So there's definitely a part two. <laughs> yeah. In there somewhere. Yeah. Are you, are, have you got any plans? I mean, how long did it take you to um, compile? So the publisher phoned me in January. We had a meeting. Um, if anyone doesn't know, we're actually social distanced here yes. in, um, uh, in the Bambridge Tesco Superstores, where the book actually is. And um, uh, I, I got mine in Tesco and Newry. Very good. And, and as I said to you, uh, I, and this is true, I was at the checkout and the, the, she picked up the book and said, oh, there's a Christmas present. Yeah, that was lovely to hear, I've yeah, got to say. Yeah, it's true. It was just... But it was actually in this Tesco superstore in Newry at the, the Ground Cafe where we are right now um, that I met the publisher in January. And um, uh, he asked me about the book. I thought about it. And then... I thought, you know what, this is before COVID. I thought, I'm going to do this because it's a celebration of sport. And I've always been a hugely passionate supporter of our sports stars. Um, it doesn't matter what sport they play in. I love to see them do well. I love to see the Northern Ireland football team do well. I love to see the Ulster Counties do well in the Gaelic. I love to see our individual sports stars, be they boxers, be they athletes, be they shooters as there's one in the book as well yeah um uh, and i just i support them with all my heart and i thought this is a great project to be involved in because it was a tribute to the sports stars um who have have given us so much let's face it Elaine, especially like, we really can realize that in the times we're in now sport has never been as important uh, as it is. hugely important and you know through dark days uh, even if the troubles like what sport gave this place to give it light when there was just darkness all around us and through COVID as well we've missed our sport and it's been great people have gotten contact with, with with me to say how much they've enjoyed reading the book because it's given them their sport and fix which has been lovely to hear the process was to a investigate all of the potential people who could go in the book and then it was a case of narrowing them down and we've gone through how we did that with the heel theory and it was tough like the i would say it took me maybe about four to five months putting it all together but it was a joy to do it because you know there are people in the book anton Hegarty, an athlete who was the first person from here to win an olympic medal back in 1920. you've got yeah you really had to stretch into the archives to find that, some of them that's true it's not just still about, span generations yeah, yeah it's not just about today's superstars like rory mcelroy or even George Best, come back to the, the 60s and the 70s. It goes does go back to 1920. The first guy, actually, is nineteen is Anton Hegarty. Alicia Scott. I was delighted to get Alicia Scott in because I'm a huge Liverpool fan and Northern Ireland hasn't had a big history with um, Liverpool in terms of players, but Alicia Scott was the first king of the cop and he won league titles with Liverpool back in the 1920s and is still revered to this day. In fact, if you go across to Anfield... Hopefully, whenever people can whenever get back can to stadiums, back, yeah. um, there's actually a, a marble tribute outside Anfield to Alicia Scott. He is one of the, the seven men who are considered to have built Anfield in terms of where Liverpool are. So I think that's a lovely touch. But it's all about research. I had lots of help. I phoned lots of people, uh, experts in their field. My brother, Neil, um, was outstanding as well. My wife was incredibly understanding Lindsay about the whole process because anyone who's written a book will understand 
Um, it's sometimes it's long days, long nights. Yeah. And my kids, Sophia and Aaron, were brilliant as well because um, they just supported me every step of the way. So if you're writing a book, you need incredible support from your family and your friends, and you need guidance. You need a lot of patience, and um, uh, you need time. And thankfully, I got that. And I was delighted whenever we got the book out in the, the shops. And um, so far, it's been going really, really well. And I just hope people enjoy it because it is. It's a celebration of sport and it's a celebration of our sports stars. You have given us so much. Yeah, I just I was just thinking there, you have some uh, families in there. I have to mention the Dunlops. Yeah, um, like there's three Dunlops. Yeah, um, and they all make it in there. And J- Joey, um, Robert and Michael. Yeah, what a family. And another family that we should note, um, uh, the Chambers brothers. Yeah, I was just going to say, R- Richard and Peter Chambers. Yeah, yeah the they, rowers who the um, rowers. Uh, won Olympic medals and were world champions. So, like, how proud must the Dunlops and the Chambers be? But it just shows you, you know, that um, uh, success can breed success. And um, uh the Dunlops iconic I mean you family. see that a lot in football and sports and things like that as well like families um, you know a lot of football stars and things like that Gaelic that's true especially in the ladies sport actually there's, yeah. there's mothers and daughters and everything yeah that's the beauty about sport in the north like because I think families rally around their own you know and um, one brother or one sister can inspire another yeah family member to go and be the best that they can be and um, uh, yeah obviously family is important to me and I I mentioned family a lot in this book about how important it has been to all these superstars because they've had to have family backing right from the off and that's where it comes from straight away you can sense that whenever you're talking to these people this their journey starts from whenever they were kids and having that family backing and that family backing has continued to this day, and that's why um, they've been such a success. And um, you picked um, your favourite, which must have been really, really hard. You, you, you do list your top, you, you top, did 15. top 15. You don't obviously go into the whole lot, but you do yeah. pick your top 15. And I was reading through it. Before I got to the end, I was trying to guess who it was going to be. Yes. I thought it might have been George Best. Yeah. But Adam, he was second. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, it's funny, you know, Elian. A lot of people thought it would be George Best, yeah. and there's been lots of debate amongst friends of mine and colleagues about who it should be. Here's the thing: every day I will think of it. If you know, to me there was there was four really that came in my mind. Mary Peters, Mary Peters was one. She's yeah. the only individual Olympic gold medal winner that we've had. And she's been so inspirational had. with her. A, a true yeah. inspiration, a huge influence, and um, with her Mary Peters trust, she's actually helped in terms of funding a lot of the people that are in this book Joey Dunlop the king of the roads you know uh, Mary was the the golden girl yeah and Joey Dunlop Joey Dunlop the king of the roads uh, the people's champion without question and then Bestie who for a point in time was the greatest footballer on the planet and football is the global game the beautiful game the biggest sport in the world and there was a little lad from Belfast who was the best at it which is extraordinary in itself but eventually, I plumped for Rory McIlroy yeah. as my number one. I think what McIlroy has achieved is off the charts. In modern day sport, Elian, I'm not sure there's anything tougher than winning a major in golf because whenever Rory McIlroy or, or his competitors enter a major tournament, there are 150 odd men in that tournament who can all win it. 
you can't say the same for a Grand Slam in tennis, for example. There's probably maybe eight players who can win it. Yeah. Um, uh, or even in snooker, you know. In snooker, maybe you've got four or five who could win a world title, yeah. Um, uh, golf is a different scenario. Golf is a different scenario altogether. And McElroy's won four majors. And if he wins the Masters, he completes the Grand Slam. And there's only a handful of people who have done that, so he is. You think he will, yeah? I, I believe he will. You know, I think once he gets over the the first round jitters, I think he'll definitely win a Masters, and yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if it was in 2021. Then he goes on to a whole different level altogether. And it all in the started in the washing machine. That's right. <laughs> you have really read this book. I have. Um, so, yeah, Jerry Kelly. I'm sure some of your listeners will remember Rory McIlroy. He was only like a, a primary school kid. Yeah. And um, he was on the Jerry Kelly show, which used to be on UTV. And um, uh, at home, he used to practice by pitching the ball into a washing machine. So Jerry Kelly brought a washing machine into his studio. And there you had the young Rory with his, um, as we pitch and wedge, chipping the ball into a washing machine. And I think that was the first time that he became sort of, it became public knowledge that he was a superstar in the making. Yeah, and the fact, the fact that he's from Hollywood as well, Elaine, makes it even better because he's a Hollywood hero. Yeah. And, you know, and he's never forgotten where he's came from. He lives over in America now, but he's very proud of his roots. And what a golfer. You see, watching Rory McIlroy in full flight and when he's at his best, I've been incredibly fortunate to watch all the superstars. It's like watching Lionel Messi. It's like watching Usain Bolt. It's like watching Roger Federer. It's poetry in motion. And you've seen it all. You've, you've covered every sport there is. You've, you've been to the Olympics, I, Wimbledon. I, I've been so fortunate. I've been at World Cups, European Championships, yeah. the Ryder Cup. World title Are you fights. actually covering Wimbledon? I have. I've covered Wimbledon, yeah. I'm and so it's, lucky. I can tell you this. Um, it's probably the, the best one-off sporting event to cover because you are treated like a king. Yeah. It's not like you're treated in some other sports as a journalist. Oh, yeah. I've been in the queue. I've probably seen you walking by <laughs> into, the, into the lovely parts of it. But, <laughs> you, yeah, you're treated like a lord. <laughs> and whenever you go in and do the press conferences... And um, you're talking to people like Andy Murray and Federer and Djokovic and Nadal and all that. And um, they're all very gracious. But yeah, Wimbledon, fantastic sport. And much, much, much mentioned um, in terms of racket sports, we've got Madeleine Perry in there, oh, yeah, who is from right. Banbridge, where we are right now. Um, again, one of the most underrated sports stars that this place has ever produced. Imagine being the third best in your sport in the world, Elaine. Madeline Perry was the third best yeah. and she won lots of big tournaments around the world and I do like to um, note and to write about the more unheralded the more unheralded sports stars in this book yeah. and Madeline Perry is, is definitely one and you've talked about Oshin McConville we should mention three other GA greats who are from around the area the down greats you know, um, I, I'll just go through them here for you. Just phenomenal list of guys. Paddy Doherty and Sean O'Neill from yeah. the great 1960s triple winning All-Ireland teams. And Mickey Linton, who is a story in himself, um, two All-Irelands in the 90s for Down and looked upon as one of the nicest guys in sport. I think he's very nice. He passed me my driving test. Did he? And, well, he's very good at that as well, but um, a genuine guy and truly one of the best Gaelic players I've ever seen. Um, I mentioned it in the book, actually, that um, when you're watching Mickey Linton in his heyday, um, 
and he was roaring past a defender. It was like Mickey was driving the quickest Lamborghini you've ever seen, yeah. and these defenders were all on cart horses. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a player! You know, um, uh, if you could turn back time, Mickey Linton and Peter Canavan are two of the players that I would love to go back and see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, listen, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Stephen, and I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this book. I recommend. No, not just because I'm speaking to you, I recommend this book to anybody. I think they should, you should get it to anybody who doesn't like sport at all. And even not, it's just because it's about people. You know, even people who aren't into sport, it's about people and, you know, achievements. And it's a very inspiring read. So. Thank you, Elian. I really appreciate your kind words. And I've loved being on the podcast. Um, uh, it, it's been really kind of you to invite me on. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Eye on the Ball. If so... Subscribe to our podcast and to Arma Eye. If you've any suggestions about what you'd like to hear or any comments at all, feel free to send us a message or leave a comment. And I hope you'll join me next time for The Eye on the Ball. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.